Love Talk Radio. Now let's try it again. 
What it do? What's this? There you go. Right. <laughs> that damn boy nearly here. There you go. Uh, nothing much, man. The big internet. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Excellent, excellent. Nice rainy day in Georgia. Yeah, man. It's been it's been raining on our heads the last about the last two weeks. Yes, absolutely. Rainy. Yeah, yeah. It ain't we ain't getting no breaks on it. None, yeah. none whatsoever. None you whatsoever. I'm my basketball court. Yeah, you ain't about to do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you was a kid, you would have did it, but nah, not as an adult. You ain't doing that no more. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, I'm about to do that no more. <laughs> so uh, today, man, your number 23 ranked West Virginia Mountaineers is coming to the Boomer Sooner land. 12 o'clock, baby. 12 o'clock. What is wrong with your mic this morning, man? I don't know, man. Can you hear me now? Now I can hear you. Good. I think you went, I don't know what it was, man. We got it together. Yeah, hey, we, we in there. Hey, 12 o'clock, man. It's going down, man. Kickoff, man. We got a big game in West Virginia, man. They smacked Maryland last weekend. Uh, they look very impressive. Uh, they can move the ball very efficiently. Man, the defense is not uh, too scary. But uh, it's going to be a big game for us today, man. We got to win. Yeah, so we got that going down as well as uh, Michigan is taking on the Maryland Terps, as you said. And uh, they're rolling along, man. You know, they're they, they trying to keep it together up there. But they still got a lot to accomplish, man, before they want to get to where they want to be at. They moved to the Big Ten, man. You would think uh, the role for them would have been a little bit easier. Uh, they're an Under Armour school. The guy who went there, uh, the guy who right. played Under Armour, you know, was the Maryland. Right, so right. That's where it all started. So you would think that would help in recruiting. You know what I mean? You don't so, seem like it. Yeah, it, 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 it's not going to go to plan there, man. So uh, hopefully Maryland can be able to get together these next couple of years, man. Might need to get a new coach up there. Right. So, uh, and of course, they uh, Michigan. Got one of them brothers up there. You know, he came back home to try to pull that program together. You know, but um, the school up under them, or the school down south, as they like to refer to Ohio State, you know, <coughs> runs runs that uh, run, runs that conference. But I just don't see Maryland in the Big Ten. Not just it's just something ain't right. It, it doesn't it doesn't feel right, man. Maryland has been like you know a ACC basketball power for yeah. centuries, you know, and so for them to be in the Big Ten, and especially um, when it comes to football. That just it it's a little it seems a little off to me. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm a miss you know I've been missing it already is that Duke and uh that Duke and Maryland matchup in ACC basketball. Yeah, that, you know, it's sad they broke that up, man. You know, like I say, man, blame on these Longhorns, man. You always keep blaming the Longhorns, man. Ain't nobody. It's ain't my fault. The Longhorns got to do with it, the, man. The 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 pageantry, man, of college sports, man. Yo, know, it. Because they're greedy, man. I can't stand the Longhorns. Oh, really? You don't say. <laughs> but check it out, man. Uh, last last week, we seen the uh, jumping some NFL, man. Uh, we seen, well, I watched that game of the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys. And when the Cowboys jumped out on them, man, I thought it was going to be a wrap. I thought it was going to be a blowout. You know, they kept feeding the ball to old Randall back there, and Whedon was just managing the game. But as Brandon Weedy can only do. You know, he rolls right right before halftime when the Cowboys are about to go down there and score. He rolls right and throws back left. Then, of course, it's the interception. Well, you know, that's, that is as fundamental a mistake as, as, as anybody can ever do, playing a, playing a position of quarterback. Right. They teach you that in high school. Don't roll to one side and then throw across your body. The ball is going to get intercepted. Every single time. Every single time. Every, every single time. My thing is, man, like, these ain't uh, – Texas linebackers out there. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, uh, you know, they 
Yo, yo, Baylor linebackers out there, man. These dudes, man, run four, five, four, six, seven, forty, man. In linebacker position, you already know what the safety is, right? So when you trying to throw the ball across the field, uh, man, come on, Aaron Rodgers can't do that, man. And he got the strongest arm in the league, probably. So, uh, yeah, and Brandon Weeden. Brandon Weeden. You know, it's only Brandon Weeden can do, like I said. So, uh, but the boy Devontae Freeman, man, ran for like a hundred plus and about three touchdowns. You know, against that vaunted, supposedly tough Dallas defense. You know, he made them boys look like bubble gum out there. Well, uh, one of the things that that the Falcons did really well is use a fullback, and that fullback did a lot of really big kickout blocks uh, for Freeman and got him got him to the edge. And once you do that. Um, it doesn't kind of matter how good your your interior is if you can get your running back to the edge, and he's going up against defensive backs. Yeah, that's a lost art, man. That fullback, you know, that fullback that took that out of football and became this offense sale tickets. It's a passing league, blah blah blah. And I, you know, I understand that everybody says it's a passing league, but to me personally, it's still, it's not a passing league. You know, you got to run the football to win the game. You know, uh, if the offensive coordinator from the Seattle Seahawks ran the football like he was supposed to down there on that one-yard line in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, they would have won the game. You know, as much as I hate Bill Belichick, man, he he throws Brady out there to throw this ball around 35, 40 times a game all season long. And then when he gets to the playoffs, what do he do? He pound the football. You know, he runs the football in the playoffs. That's why he keeps LeGarrette Blount around, you know, because he can tote the rock. That's what he does, man. He got somebody that can grind out yards when it's time and carry the football. You know, we, I watched the uh, uh, the Steelers and the uh, I'm about to call them boys the Ravens. The Ravens. <laughs> I watched the Steelers and the Ravens the other night, and you got the man in the backfield. I'm looking right at him. What's his name? No, the running back from Pittsburgh. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Bell. Yeah. You got Le'Veon Bell right there in the backfield. It's fourth and one. Why in the hell are they running a, a, a sprint rollout with Mike Vick, you know, on fourth down? Why are you call that? Why is that play being called? Why are you running the football with Mike Vick? It was another time it was fourth and two, you know, and Vick went through, a, 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 I think it was like a little side out or something like that. Le'Veon Bell wasn't touching the ball, you know, and that offensive coordinator, excuse me, that offensive coordinator, you got to answer to somebody for that, man, because you run the football. I agree, you know, um, even even Vince Lombardi said when you throw the ball, three bad three three things can happen and most of them bad. Right. Um, exactly right. If you even if you just rolled out to the other side, Michael Vick at thirty five still gets to the edge faster than most people. Right. You know. Right. If you keep that ball on the ground, you pick up that first down. I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, the Baltimore defense is not as good as it used to be. You know, and Terrell Suggs wasn't even – well, he was in the game, but he was a little limited. Yeah. You know, so um, why you don't run the ball in that situation, I don't know. Suggs in the game? I think Suggs, Suggs uh, is gone. Oh, Suggs is out? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. He done, he, done, he done for the year. That's right. That's yeah, right. so it, it's – like you said, they, they, they are a shell of themselves. You know, they're not who, who they used to be. You know, because Ed Reed is not back there. Okay, Haloti Nada's not blocking up that, that the Lewis, middle of that line. Ray Lewis is not, Ray Lewis is not in the building. Right, right. So those guys are not the same, you know, who they used to be. And the same goes for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, Troy Palomano was not back there. You know, old man James Harrison is still around, you know, still taking shots and whatnot at folks. But other than that, you know, there is there is nobody else. You know, I watched, I, I looked at how bad is the Baltimore Ravens receiving court? You know, once Steve Smith went down, and I don't know he killed you in fantasy, Neil. <laughs> once Steve Smith went down, that was it. 
He was, uh, Flacco was out there throwing to a bunch of nobody. I didn't even know who these guys were. You know, one guy wore number 11. I thought he was a quarterback. You know, <laughs> I looked and said, what was that guy right there? Maybe he had some hands on him, yeah. you know, because he caught some big passes, especially in the overtime to get him down there for the field goal. Yeah, I think that's his name. You know, and he has to be maybe the fourth or fifth wide receiver, you know, because they need to go back. They need to – them and Torrey Smith, they need to uh, uh, get back together again. Because those, you know, both of them, both of them are suffering. Richard Perryman, the guy they drafted in the first round, but he's been hurt. Yeah, he now, just went the surgery. He just had surgery. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back anytime soon, man. That was the guy they was definitely counting on. They was hoping that he would be a, 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 a Kevin Benjamin type receiver. He had the Kevin Benjamin type of effect for him this year, but uh, uh, unfortunately, man, he's been hurt, man. You know, Baltimore, man, they you know, save their season with their game, man. You know, they, it, it, was, it was kind of a luck with draw type of thing. Um, I really didn't care who won that game at all, to be honest with you, you know, from my times. But uh, it was very exciting and very uh, interesting and compelling, competitive game as far as uh, the Baltimore side. They were getting dominated the whole game, man. Uh, Le'Veon, they couldn't stop him, man. He was extremely effective. Uh, for the most part, man, he was making the throws, man. But uh, to the Brian, a couple of drops, went to one drop in the end zone. But, oh, yeah, that was ugly. Chris Carter made a good point, man. He was like, uh, he probably just the, the catching spins from a right-handed quarterback. You know, Michael Vick spins his left hand. I mean, so when he spins his left, it's kind of harder to catch. You got to adjust to it a little bit differently. So, uh, I think that's... Man, you get paid to catch the ball. That's true, but... Uh, but I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. I understand But, you know, at the same time, you know, I mean, you, you, you're catching passes from, from Michael Vick in practice all week. You know, so catching um, a pass in the end zone, which was a perfectly thrown pass. He was double covered and Michael Vick put it in the spot where only he could catch it and he didn't catch it. He had both hands on the ball. If you get both hands on the ball. You're supposed to catch it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care if it's spinning left, spinning right or tumbling. You're supposed to catch that. Right. You're supposed, you're supposed to catch that ball. And I, I agree uh, exactly what you said. But I don't I don't agree with the, the spin on the ball with the right and the left because it's like you said, you, you practice with the guy all week. You know, so you should be used to that. You know, that I think that was just uh, coach talking. That was just fodder for uh, that's TV talk. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that's exactly what it was. You know, because there there's no way you can tell me this guy get paid millions of dollars to catch the football and because the trajectory is coming one way and not the other way. When he's been playing since he was little league, that he can't catch the ball now all of a sudden. Especially with those two hundred dollar gloves he was wearing. I stick them on that glove, man. Them gloves, man. Have you guys seen those gloves? Yeah, I've seen them. Have you I'm a, touch one of them gloves? I, it, it amazes me how anyone cannot catch a ball wearing right. those gloves. Right, right. And that's why, you know, I understand the three-finger catch by Odell Beckham, but, hey, all you got to do is touch, touch the ball with the gloves. You know, and you can catch them. I, I, I don't see how those gloves are even legal. You know, they shouldn't even be legal if you ask me. As a, and some people would agree with you. There's no doubt. Yeah. But does anybody uh, doubt that the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't working out kickers this week? No, <laughs> you know. They blew that game with the kicking game, man. That's something that they haven't had problems with in the past. You know, oh, they, they, they just got hurt in the, in the preseason with Sweetum. Sean yeah. he got his yeah. knee injury. Yeah. And he was a pretty accurate kicker. And, you know, and then, uh, when he went down, man, uh, yeah, all kind of problems arrived. Yeah. They definitely working out the kickers this week. Are the Jacksonville Jaguar fans laughing at the Pittsburgh Steelers right now? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> the, God, you, they, you, can't, you can't be a kicker in Jacksonville, yeah. Right. Yeah, this time you get a guy's career. He was a good kicker in Jacksonville for a long time. But uh, 
Yeah, yeah, Josh. Yeah, exactly. Right. But that Thursday night football, man, I don't care what nobody say. It's bad football to me, man. It's just, I just don't like it. You know, I just don't like the NFL still in that spotlight. And it's something that I always talk about over and over again. But I hate the fact that the NFL still the spotlight from college. You know, not that I want anybody watching us get beat by Cincinnati on Thursday night anyway. You know, but it's just, it's just, man, man, it, man, that's, that's, that's horrible. You know, that's, that's just a horrible situation, man, with, with uh, us and Al going. I mean, because it, it, it's a trickle-down effect now. You know, it's not only in the coaches now. Now it's down in the players. Now it's the schemes. You know, it's a, it's a schematic way of hey, doing things. Man, you like that? Hey, man, I, like I, didn't, nah, I didn't like all that all white, man. You like that? Nah. 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 That, 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 that doesn't say Miami football to me. No, not all man. white. Look at that. Hey, y'all, y'all, y'all know the age right now. Man, Fake old Oregon Ducks, man. Are you serious, man? Yeah, I need the same area. Man, come on. Man, I need I need old school. You know, I don't need no cocaine white. You know that that's not. Yeah, I thought it was cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't I don't need that. But you know, we'll we'll cover that another time. <laughs> back back to our NFL talk, man. The uh, Cleveland Browns, they lost last week to the Oakland Raiders. And, of course, uh, we had a Raider fan on and we had a Browns fan on last week. And we got to make sure we get those two guys together because they, uh, the, I think the Raider fan challenged the Brown fans to come back next week if you lose. And they lost. And I see the Raider fan on the board, but I don't see the Browns fan on the board. So if we got to call, and we'll call Big Al now. And I know he listening. You know, so Big Al, you listening, you need to go ahead and call so he can go ahead and you know, take take, take it like a man. Take it like a man. Now, I, I, you're a big dog. You're gonna take it. Mike T. Ready to give it to you. You know, and it's like he said. He kept saying that uh, the Browns can't stop the run. You know, I mean, no. He said Oakland couldn't stop the run, but it's like I was telling him the Browns can't stop it either. And Murray ran for I think like 120 plus or 130 plus, if I'm not mistaken, and a touch. You know what I'm saying? So when it comes to that, when it comes to the Cleveland Browns, Neil, uh, they keep switching quarterbacks. You know, they're going for Manziel. You know, they, they they started off with McCown. Then they went to Manziel because McCown got hurt. Manziel won the game. Then they go back to McCown. You know, and now McCown loses the game. And now all of a sudden there's reports from, quote, unquote, TMZ that Browns players want uh, um, Johnny Manziel in the game because they give him the best chance to win. Do you agree with that? Or do you stay with the veteran and go stay, stay status quo? My thing is, they brought the veteran in to ease Giants on, take off the pressure of make the transition for him as a starter because that's what we invested in putting this guy to be our future starter quarterback. Make it a little more easier for him. I mean, take off some of the media and okay, he's not going to start. We, we say, we, everybody let him be done in the preseason, right? Okay, so now he doesn't have that uh, monkey on his like, He got to carry our franchise, you know, and all the media attention, right? Right. Fast forward, he gets hurt. Johnny inserted into the game because he has to play now. And he plays well. I mean, he doesn't play great. But he's making strides every game. Now, look, everybody who's around our situation knows that he gives us the best chance to win on the inside because of his ability. But it was his maturity and his uh, his, uh, his leadership ability, you know, for most terms, to get some experience. Now that he got the experience, now that he got the experience, it's time to let the bird out the cage and let him fly. You know what I mean? We, we give it the, the venture the chance. He got hurt in the first game, and he 
tricked off the, the other game. With, with it wasn't tricking, was it?
We got one from the 904 as well. We're going to talk about uh, some other things, man, to go. So we got the bang, bang questions. We got some five bang, bang questions on the next segment. We're going to get that in. And, man, I got a 13-year-old. So he turns 13 today. So I told him, I said, baby boy, I'm going to play the songs and the soundtrack to your lifetime. So this song right here was one of the songs that when this CD was out, he used to always sing this in the background. Now, he didn't always sing all the words, but when the hook came on, he knew the whole thing. So 805-856-2856, the telephone number. Happy birthday, baby boy. Take it easy. Stay on the field with your boys. You're the sports officials. Check, check. Eight zero five eight five six two eight five six. the telephone number, www.thesportsofficials.com. On your dial, man, here to about 11.30 Eastern Standard Time today, man. Want to send a quick shout-out, man, to them SOD boys, man. That's a face group, face group, uh, Facebook group, Sports or Diary Loaded, man. Them boys go wild in there. So 
What we got coming up right now, man, we got the old bang bang section. And for those that's new to the show, uh, we got five questions that we bang out right quick. And, you know, you got about t- 10, what is it, 10 seconds or 15? What we, t- we put it on, Nina Neil? You're going to turn your mic on so I can hear you? 10 seconds. That's what it is, cuz, though. We got 10 seconds when we put it in there, man. And uh, you got 10 seconds to answer the question. We'll do the round table with us first, and then we'll take some calls. Like I said, we got one from the 706. We got one from the 904. And we're going to put you guys on the line as well. So, um, we get the sound. Let's get that, uh, where my man sound? Where the sound is? Got to get the bang, bang sound. Where the scorekeeper at when you need him, man? You know what I'm saying? So here it is right here. When you hear, when you hear the, when you hear the, bang, 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 bang. When you hear that bang, bang sound, that means you got to stop talking. You know what I'm saying? It's a done deal. So when you're ready to go, you got the bang, bang? All right. Nearly going to have the bang, bang. But you got to ask the question. Yeah. I got both. Okay, well, you got both. Let's do it then, cuz. Right, here we go. Starting up. I got to start off with you, Pac. Here we go. Here we go. All right. LSU running back, Leonard Fournette. Should he sit out next season if he wins the Heisman Trophy? If you go to college, the point of going to college is to prepare you for your career, no matter what your career is. Well, by the time. Leonard Fournette wins his Heisman Trophy, he's ready. Um, the dynamics of football have changed so much that um, the wear and tear on, on a running back's body is uh, is the determining factor in his career. The fact of the matter is, is that you're going to ask him to carry the ball 270 up to 300 times for free when he can get ready to get paid, paid, because Leonard Fournette is a grown-ass man playing some college football right now. You know what I'm saying? So I would actually not have a problem with him sitting out next year. Bang, 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 bang. You was. I know you was. You did it. You did the scorekeeper. Bang, 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 bang. It worked. Yeah, good question. I think the boy got to play. Only reason I say that is, because they're not going to let him go pro. So if they're not going to let him pro, he needs to go ahead and stay there and play, man. Because everybody who sat out a year and then came to the NFL, they were no good when they got there for some reason. You know, and I think sitting out a year is what killed him. You know, so since he can't go pro. Bang, 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 And you remember that on me, didn't you? <laughs> uh, All right, go ahead. I got you. Uh, my, uh, I, I agree with both of you. Uh, I agree with Pop's point that he should. Uh, I would. I would mind if he sat out. And, uh, Go ahead. and I also agree with you, Nick. If uh, he has to play, but if I had to say one, I would definitely go that he has to, have to play. Okay, I think your headphones give us the feedback. Yeah, your headphones give us the feedback. Yeah, I would. Now we're ready. I would definitely say that he has to play. Uh, enjoy the college experience, man. You know, see if you can work towards your degree, and uh, and get you some some reps and get some insurance. Bang, 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 bang. Okay. <laughs> Number two. Number two, here we go. And this is you pop out and this is the bottom line to get. Is Mark Rick job on the line today at three thirty? No, his job is not on the line. Um Georgia's gonna win the East and whoever they get to play in the in the um SEC championship game, that's the game that's going to kind of make a decision about where his future is. If they lose today, it doesn't really – I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, 
but it doesn't impact them the way that it would if they had lost the SEC championship game. So he doesn't lose his job today, but sometime in December, it could be a day. I'm going to say no. I'm I'm, being, I'm agree with uh, the big intellect. He's not going to lose his job until the uh, SEC championship game, and he's going to take an L in that championship game. And once he takes that L, I hope the University of Miami fire Al Golden and hire Mark Rick because he is a Miami guy, and we need him or we need Butch, one of the two. So bring back Mark or bring back Butch, one of the two, man. Just get it. Bang, bang, bang. I'm tired of that boy pissing on my program. Yeah, yeah, you did program all that. We're gonna talk about Miami with this question, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I and uh, for asking me this question, I say yes. I think his job is on the line today, man. Only reason I say that because if they lose today and the snowball effect starts. The question is starting to rise. Look, man, this dude can't win a big game, man. One, he can't beat Alabama. That's a problem. Two, uh, even if you did make it to the NFC Championship game, you have to play either uh, one of the big teams again, Alabama, Ole Miss, uh, LSU, and uh, the job will really be on line. But if he lose today, bang, 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 bang. You know what, though, real quick? Today, with all the rain going down in Athens, it's going to be hard for them to beat Alabama because you got to line up right now, punch Alabama in the mouth, and go straight at them. The teams that normally beat Alabama spread them out. You know, they spread them out, and they run those little dink and dunks, and, we you know, up and down is what they do. Now, did they punch them in the mouth and line up and punch them in the mouth when they had a girly a couple years back and they lost in the SEC championship? Yes, they did, but they also had a quarterback. But neither one of these guys got a quarterback right now. So I think they're going to take a hill today. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you. I think Grayson Lambert um, is so hot right now. He's what? In the last two games, he's 33 or 35. Depending on that weather, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Depending on that weather out there. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I, I, yeah, well, I, I think that I think that um, Schottenheimer is going to, to put a, a package together for him. A lot of short passes. You know, you hit your tight ends, get Sony Michelle, and, and Nick Chubb's a good receiver out of the backfield. Uh, as a matter of fact, if they don't – if uh, Georgia throws on the first – two or three uh, downs in this game to start out with, I wouldn't be surprised. Little short short outs, getting um, getting uh, the Alabama defense spread out a little bit. Once you do that, you start running up the, up in the middle. Of bang, 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 and, uh, you get them off balance. I think that Georgia will uh, win this game today, and I think that, that Nick Saban is going to uh, be pulling out what little hair he has left. <laughs> hey, I got another one for you, Pop, for the next one. The NBA is around the corner. Just, yeah, like, just like I was telling you guys, you know, earlier today, uh, I watched the Clippers and uh, the Nuggets. All right, yeah, I'm bring you in next, all right. Early finals team prediction. Way too early finals team prediction. Who's your rep in the East? Who's your rep in the West? Cleveland in the East. San Antonio in the West. I think that the the addition of Lamarcus Aldridge makes them. Uh, unbelievably versatile. Um, that that is going to be a a pound ground and pound type team. Uh, you can keep Parker and Ginobili moderately healthy. Uh, San Antonio is going to win the West. Nick, Cle- Cleveland is hands down in the East. Nick, what you got? Uh, after that question again, 
The running game isn't really balanced out with Gore like they really thought it was going to be. T.Y. Hilton, he's hurt as well. And uh, they're not getting anything out of Andre Johnson, man, because uh, he's big and slow now. I mean, he's getting old, and he's not the same receiver anymore, man. Dante uh, Moncrief is getting all the reps at that position. So the Colts are in trouble, man. Bang, 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 bang. Now, here we go. For those who don't know, question five is just an off-the-wall question. It got nothing to do with sports. Here we go. But it may be sports related. Now, <laughs> I hope that we are. Uh, hey, this is this is gonna be a little deep on this one, man. You know what I mean? Come on, man, get it to us. <laughs> Come on. UL University of Louisville. All right. Reportedly, supposedly, used escorts to lure college recruits, star recruits. Would sexual favors sway you in the recruiting process if you was at one of these major universities on your recruiting Absolutely not. It wouldn't. I mean, you know, you go and you have your fun, get your jollies and everything like that. But I think that, um, and we're all basketball players. So I don't think that the, because if you go anywhere, it's available. You know what I'm saying? Um, so just because somebody paid somebody to do it for you, that wouldn't that wouldn't bang, 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 bang. at all. Man, no, there ain't there ain't no way. You know, first of all, as a man, you know, there's there's something about being a part of the chase, you know, and pursuing something and conquering something, you know. So you got to pursue and conquer, you know, for us to plant our flag stick, if you will, and say I climb this mountain. Now for you to Pay somebody, you know what I'm saying, for me to to run a jigger jigger on you, you know what I'm saying, with a couple of homies. Nah, it ain't worth it to me, you know. So all I know is that y'all tricking off at this university, and I don't want to even be here. No bang, 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 bang. I could get my own. Bang bang bang. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you see how that just that just bang 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 that just flow into the question, don't it? Oh man. Uh, here we go. Break yourself, fool! Yeah. Out of high school. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your flashbacks. Go on, go on and tell us how they how they paid them girls off. Them floozies. Like I said, me me and Pop, we chose Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Louisville would have been my choice. Hey. But anyway, it was it was definitely my best visit, and it was definitely the most fun I've ever had. At a college, you know, with, with experience. Now, saying that, going to Louisville and everything that they offer, I mean, it wouldn't, they don't need to do that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you don't have to use uh, sexual favors or, you know, have a, a promiscuous women around star recruits at a university like that. Um, they're, I mean, they're the best of the best when it comes to everything, man, as far as, uh, uh, the stadium, uh, their equipment, uh, the jerseys, uh, the facilities, uh, the school, uh, the way they get treated in the town. I mean, you, you're a rock star, man. Not, I mean, your money is no good there. You know what I mean? So I would think not at, at Louisville anywhere at a major school that you would need sexual favors. But now, nah, but saying this, it wouldn't hurt. Or... I want a quick story. As a former uh, host of recruits, 
after I got to my university, it was not required, but it was suggested that you would that you would that you would that you would find some girl that's gonna set it out for him. That's what I wanted to say. But you know, and, and, and it was hard. So that was the one thing that I had with that as well. Like, why would you have to pay somebody when you got all these uh, co-eds on the campus who uh, who, who, who would, would entertain some of these you know star athletes, even not with sexual favors. You know, it was just present. You know what I mean? It, it that can sway a, a, a kid as well. So uh, yeah. I don't think it's necessary, man. I think Louisville should be ashamed of themselves, man, paying females to do that to kids. Man. Hey, check it out. Uh, before we go to break, man, we got two guys from uh, SOD on the line. You know, we got Daryl Holden and we got Mike T as well. We got to run to Mike T first, and then we're going to try to catch Daryl before we go to break. But if we can't catch you before we go to break, we're catching the other side, so you guys stay on. But right now, man, let's, uh, let's go ahead and holler at the boy Mike T, man, and see what he got to talk about. But you know, before we bring you in, Mike, we got to say hello to you, man. And where's my hello at? Can we find a hello, hello, hello? You hello, you found it? Hit it for hello. me. Hello. 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 Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Yo. Mike, what's how up, you doing, brother? Man, what's good, brothers? And my SOD. Break yourself, fool! I see y'all here, man. But, yeah, man, to that last question, Neil. And 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 for those who don't know, me and this guy, we 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 went, we 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 participated in some of this stuff wherever we went at. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's wait, just wait, out wait. there, man. Well, huh? well, the statute of limitations has passed. <laughs> you know, y'all been married a long time. Be careful, man. It's, that's why Be I careful. say it's gone. So therefore, on that situation, you don't even have like like Millie Neal said, you don't have to pay. It's there. It's already there. Why even pay for it? That's what that's what I don't understand. And like that make or break you going to to the school or not, that doesn't do nothing for you. All you can say is, Yeah, I smashed. So when you go there, if you play against that team, you'll be like, Oh yeah, she in the gym <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But it it, it, it that don't for for me it doesn't make or break me going to a college or not. That part didn't because it's everywhere. Everywhere you wanna go. You know, it's, you'll see something that you'll like, especially at a college, you know. So, but, hey, man, I want to go – I'm going to take it all the way back to Miami, man. This Thursday night game, we took a loss to Cincinnati. My birth city. That's my birth city. I'm from Duval County, but that's my birth city. We go in there and lose to the Bearcats. And as people know – the Bearcats are more known of Bobby Huggins in a basketball team, not a football team. They go in there and beat Miami with these virgin white uniforms, helmet. I didn't like it. Didn't have orange. Matter of fact, it didn't have orange or green in the uniform at all. They didn't have orange or green nowhere. They go out there and they take an L, and the plane the plane flies a hundred one a hundred. Uh, uh, 1,127 miles to say Fire Al Folden. I'm not going to call him by his real name because he does that. Fold. He goes up there and lose. The campus runs on the field, and I'm sitting there watching it like he got to go. 
But at the same time, we got Florida State coming up, Virginia Tech, and Clemson all in this month. We just took an L to Cincinnati. I don't know what he could do to regain his, his trust with the team because now it looks like the team just like whatever, you know what I'm saying? And and, and it's just I, I can't – I'm getting emotional. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> he has clearly lost the team. Man. He has to go. You know, they're not even go. <laughs> go they're ahead, not brother. Even playing go. For I'm him, listening Mike. to you. I mean, you, you sit out there and you watch them, man. The scheme they got them in, they arm tackling. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible football, you know. And, oh my and god! Them, them damn cocaine white uniforms. I have no idea what the hell Adidas was thinking about when they put that together. Oh, no green, and, and back to that, no back, orange, whoa, no whoa. nothing. I, the uniforms we with Adidas. When have a team that, that wore Adidas won a freaking championship? Oh, if you a team and you wore Adidas. And you and, and you playing in college football, you never seen them win a championship. Them were sucker teams that wear those uniforms, you know. So, <laughs> oh my God, man! When he came in, oh, he just he just messed it up, man. You have just like I saw someone say, "Look, you." I said it on here too. Look, you got these many, you got these many players going to the NFL every year, and I'm guaranteed he probably have at least four or five to go in this year, you know, when, once it, when, when by the end of the season, four or five at least go. You got all these players going to the NFL. Why why can't you win? You got the talent. You can't, we, can't say that, we can't say that he doesn't have talent. That's, that's, you can't use that. You can't use that no more. He has the talent. He has the producer. You're putting these players in schemes. They – they just out there running wild. You 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 get in the red zone. You run from the middle of the field from the twenty <laughs> from the twenty to the to the twenty. You running the ball, but then when you get in the red zone, you freaking throwing. I'm fed up, man. For right now, that's all I got to say until Big Al. Big Al, I, I hey, I'll be back on when you come on, but I'm out. <laughs> All right, Tizzle. <laughs> you stay alive, man. <laughs> because we're going to bring him back in when uh, when we get Big Al on the line, man, because uh, it's obvious that he got something to say to him, you know, when it, when it comes to the Raiders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to uh, the, the Raiders and the Browns playing, you know, last uh, last Sunday. So, Neil, you watching any of that game, man, with Miami? You know, I know you're not a Miami fan, so it really I, don't even matter I, to you. I was thinking back and forth, man, because uh, I, I seen the uniforms. Like I said earlier, man, I like the uniforms, man. I thought they was kind of cold, man. Boy. Man, you know but uh, the offense was uh, kind of stagnant to me, man. I mean, put some points up late, but it, it didn't seem like uh, there's something missing with that Miami team, man. And hey, you know what I think it is, man? What's, the, what's that? Y'all missing old school speed, man. I'm talking about the the flash speed. I'm talking about from from even linebackers and tight end speed. I mean, I'm talking about I mean, you're missing the the Travis Benjamins. You know what I mean? That you guys have. You know, I, I know Philip Dorsett just left, but uh, you're missing guys like that, man. You know what I mean? You know, uh, the uh, the the star running backs you guys always had. For a minute, man, you guys had like five or six straight first round running backs, man. I mean, super dudes, bro. The Gores and the McGahees and you know the uh, 
So what's, what's the other guys that y'all had there, man? All the running backs y'all had there, man. You know what I mean? And, and uh, it's the, the the speed and the talent has left, man. I mean, you go you look at Ohio State, they full of Florida players. Look at Oregon, full of Florida players. How is Oregon pulling Florida players, man? You know what I mean? What's, what is up with that? When you don't want to play for a coach, you go find someone else you want to you play go, for. You go to USC, they got Florida players, man. I mean, it, it's, it's Ohio State. They got Florida players, man. They got Joey Bosa out of there. And, 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 his, and his brother. And his brother. His brother is the number one high school player in the country. Guess where he's going next year? Ohio State. Ohio he's State. going to Miami. You know what I mean? Right. What's the problem? You know what I mean? I already told you the problem. So, so I think they got to work back in the state, man. Like, like what, what, what was uh, Bo Schembechler's uh, uh, biggest thing, man? I, I watched it on the U the first time. Uh, what, do you, what do you call that, the, the hub down there? You, you got to recruit Miami. You got to recruit. You got to recruit Miami. Miami. Right. You know I mean? got to recruit Miami. So that, that, and they, they dominated the, the bottom right. half of the state. They okay. put a line. They put a fence they up. Cross the line. Yeah, you can't come down here and get our players. Right. They're not going anywhere else. You know what I mean? Right. So they got to do that again, man. And it was very successful there because when you look at all the teams across the country, that's where they are all the stars. That's where they're from. They're from the bottom of Miami. 805-856-2856 is the telephone number, www.thesportsofficials.com. It's called the State of Miami. On the other side of the break, man, our first call we're taking in, man, because we're going to get Daryl from the SOD. we got to get him in, man. So stay on the field with your boys, man. It's the Sports Officials, thesportsofficials.com. Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh. 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 Okay, what's up? Shut up. Uh-huh.
But I don't think they're only gonna give him next year. You got anything on Charlie Strong before we take a call? I would like to think that they would give him at least one recruiting class to uh to turn this thing around because it's it's a it's a joke. One of the biggest programs in the history of college football is as bad as it is right now. Um but so again, I, I think that he should get at least one recruiting class. Yeah, he's and 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 he's gonna have to and he's gonna have to make a splash. He's gonna have to go into somebody's living room and convince them that uh, they can be the turnaround at the University of Texas. That is a huge concept, exactly. and I hope he can pull it off. I, I'm pulling for Charlie. I think he can, man. I think it's just like you guys said. He just need to get his classes in there. Once he get his recruits in there, his kids in there that he wants to run his system, he he gonna be all right. Because if, if we don't forget, he kicked a lot of kids off the team last year, a lot of starters, you know, that he replaced last year just because they wouldn't follow his rules, you know. So I think I think he got a, a up, he's fighting an uphill battle, you know, but I'm rooting for Charlie Strong too, man, because I know that he can do a good job down there. I mean, he's a good coach. You know, but let's go to the lines, man. We got a, uh, a first-time caller, long-time baller on the line named Daryl. Millie Neal, if you don't mind, can you get the hello for me? You don't get the hello for me, so uh, we can probably say hello to the man. Hello. 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 You on the line, man. How you doing today? Good, man. What's going on, fellas? Uh, nothing much, man. What you feel like? Break yourself, fool! <laughs> man, you going to make him break yourself already? Break him in. Yeah, I got two things. Two things they need to talk about real quick. Number one, the most pressing need is this story behind Al Golden down in Miami staking up our program. Man, this program has too much tradition, too much history. They have a less than mediocre uh, Midwest coach come down and mess the program up. I mean, the program has not had any type of improvement in the last four years. We look at it in this last game against Cincinnati. Third and from your 10-yard line and you running a daggone draw play, that's just as dumb as a box of rocks. And then the defensive coordinator, he's the most sorriest defensive coordinator I've ever seen. You cannot take a bunch of Miami boys and put them in a 3-4 defense when they've been playing probably 4-3 their whole life and read and react. They use their speed. That type of defense they're playing right now is for when they were recruiting at Temple and they couldn't get any speed, so they had to keep everything in front of them so they wouldn't get burnt. Use what you got and play to the center of your team. Al Golden is shaking up the joint, and if there's a place that I can go and donate some money to keep flying that airplane, I'll fly it when he's sleep. I'll fly it when he's taking a crap. I'll fly it when he's trying to coach. I'll fly it every time he opens up his eyes. Fly the plane until they get him fired and get somebody in there that knows Miami football, because absolutely he does not. Hey. That's what I'm talking about. Straight passion right there, man. You know, let it let it out, let it fly. You know, because Does this, this what you mean said. we're not friends anymore? No, we're not friends anymore. We're not friends with Al Golden. You know, Al Golden been pissing on our program for a long time. I told you that. You know, so but just like you just said, man, that third and six draw from the ten yard line, that play I'm came after they called a timeout. They called it came after a timeout, Neil. You know, so I know you laughing over there and chuckling over there. He think it's funny. You know, a little, little Oklahoma fan. He think it's all funny, man. Funny games. 
But I'm telling you, man, the the guy is not ready. He's not built. He's not built out to be a head coach, man. He's a great recruiter. That is, that's it. You know, nothing more, nothing less. What else you want to talk about, Darrell? Yeah, um, I'm a diehard 49er fan. And, uh, man, I just hate how they just messed up our team. This idiot owner, he's like 35 years old, has an ego the size of uh, the United States, but the brain um, the size of um, a baby's pink, uh, pinky finger. I mean, you have one of the best coaches you've had since the Bill Walsh era, and you let him go because you can't get along with him. You see already what he's doing in Michigan and getting ready to turn that program slap ball around, and you get rid of this man, and now your team is getting blown out every single week. I mean, he this team's getting blown out more than a than a prostitute with a um, who's selling coupons. You know, I mean, we got blown out the last two weeks by by Pittsburgh, then by Arizona, and just getting routed. And I mean, they just messed the whole team up. Trent Baalke, the um, general manager, he can't he can't draft to save his life. Last year, we need a cornerback, and who does he go and get? A project who only has what two sacks in four years at Oregon? That doesn't start to play football yet. And you pick him in the first round, he's supposed to be a fourth round pick. And you're supposed to go and get Marcus Peters, who could have helped down one side of the um, field for your corners. Right now, your corners are getting torched. Uh, we, we, I mean, we, we we drafted players that have not produced. The last three first-round draft picks, they are not really producing right now. Um, the team right now is in shambles. The defensive coordinator, he's trying to do something and trying to be all mystical and everything, but they're blowing him out every single time he get on the field. And you just took a great team and you destroyed it because of your ego. And I'm, I'm going to ride with my team because that's my team, ride or die. But, man, it's just hard to look at, look at this situation going on. And, Noah, we're probably going to go right back to those years where we are getting – Four and twelve, uh, two and fourteen, three and fourteen. Man, I think we're back to those days for about the next five, six years. It's just a shame and a travesty, but we're probably going to be the last team in our division now. Man, we got to give it up to you. Stand ovation for you, Daryl, my man. Stand ovation for you, man. Hey, we appreciate the call, man, and we hear every single Saturday, 9 a.m., 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, man. So tell the boys in the SOD, come on, man. Let's air out our differences that we got. We can air it out online, man. man. I can air it out online, man. Air, yeah. air it out. Air it out, man, over the airwaves. Well, he just aired out the Canes and the Niners, man. Well, two historical franchises, man. They gave you a bunch of wins, man. You're ungrateful. Hey, man, he did a, he did a great job, though. I got to I gotta give it up to him one more time. Man. That dude was passionate. <laughs> oh yeah, he's uh, he 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 loves his teams, and I understand. I I get your frustration. I I get it. You know, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I get it. Let me ask you though. I'm gonna ask you all this: Is Kaepernick the answer? Oh, uh, absolutely. I think he's the answer for them. Oh, uh, he's not a prolific superstar passing pocket quarterback. Like like uh, Rogers, Breeze, and Manning, and you know, and other guys, man. But uh, who else they gonna get? That's gonna be better than him at this time right now, especially in his career, man. I mean, you got a guy who's dedicated, man, and uh, a guy who you know gets in the center room, uh, doesn't have really the talent that he had before around him, but uh, 
is good enough. So I think they can move forward with him, man. Get the scheme around him. That's where I'm Use getting at. His it. strengths. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And don't do things that you can't do. You know what I mean? Like uh, going to the second and third progressions, man, and, and trying to make a, you know. Uh, pocket passer. Yeah, trying to make a pocket passer. Right, that's because he's not that guy. I definitely think he can be the guy there, man. I think he's the long-term answer for this. I agree. I agree. Colin Kaepernick is one of those guys who's dependent on the scheme. He has the physical talent, um, but I think he's dependent on the scheme. If the scheme doesn't fit his talent, he's going to look really, really bad. And that's what is, and that's the system. That's the problem right now. The scheme doesn't fit his talent, and he's looking really, really bad. And not only not only that, uh, he's lost a lot of weapons. So um, he's kind of out there on the island by himself, and he's not that guy. He he's not the guy who can turn a good receiver into a great receiver or a good back into a great back, not like the the, the Peyton Mannings and the uh, Tom Brady's and the Drew Breeses. So uh, they have to make sure that they put him in a in a situation that's comfortable for him. And that, that, this year they haven't done that. I agree, man. You know, I think they need to play for his strengths. You know, Absolutely. They are trying to – who they got a new offensive coordinator out there. You know, of course, a new head coach as well. But I think they need to go back to some of that read option they was doing. I haven't watched a lot of 49er football uh, this year, but I did see them in a couple of games. And, you know, lo and behold, hell, they got the Green Bay Packers. They got they got to go in the Lambeau this weekend. You know, and, and as the caller just stated, man, with them not having no, no good quarterback, no good corners, Aaron Rodgers is about to have a field day out there with those boys. Oh, yeah, I'm going to put them in my fantasy draft. <laughs> Talking about fantasy. <laughs> hey, I, I got a FanDuel account. I just haven't, I just haven't used it yet. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. But, uh, but back to Kaepernick, I just think he needs some help around. Even though they went out and they got Tory Smith, but I don't even know how many passes Tory Smith even caught this year. I haven't seen him fantasy wise. He's not even relevant. You know, I haven't even, I haven't even seen him producing. He's just a, a, a deep ball threat, is what he is. And I don't even know if they throw the ball enough. Matter of fact, I don't even think he got enough protection until he got enough time to throw the ball deep. You know, so uh, one thing I can say, though, is they got a bright spot in Carlos Hyde. You know, Carlos Hyde looks to be the real deal Holyfield. I mean, we knew that coming out of Ohio State, but now that Frank Gore is out of the picture, you know, it's the Carlos Hyde show. And we've seen that uh, the first couple of games. I think he got dinged up, I think, the second game of the season. He came back up last week. But as Carlos just said, they've been getting blown out, so they really can't run the ball. It's become, you know, they got to throw the ball, throw, 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 and that's not Kaepernick's strong points, you know. So, um, good luck to you, man. You know, good good luck to you this year, Justin, because I know it's going to be tough with those guys, man, but but hang in there, man. And this comes from some Browns fans. No, well, absolutely. <laughs> Coming up this weekend, your Browns travel to San Diego, Neil. How you feel about it? They're horrible about it, man. That's why I feel about it. Well, we're not stable at the quarterback position. Uh, Crowell has been okay, man, but he hasn't turned the corner yet, especially with Pops there earlier, man, with our three uh, all pro offensive line, man. You would think you would get eight to 100 yards game, man, with, these, with that kind of offensive line, man, that push that we get. So uh, I'm a little nervous, man. The defense has been playing horrible, man. Joe begins toasted, man. What's up, Joe? Yeah, I called you out. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, our safety's been playing pretty decent, man. But uh, Gibson and uh, uh, Hitner, Whitner. But uh, uh, Mingo, we ain't got anything out this dude, man. We picked him in the top ten. Nothing. No kind of uh, production at all, man. This dude be on the 
the kickoff teams, man, and the special teams. And uh, and uh, uh, Paul Kruger, man, he's decent, man. Uh, but we definitely haven't turned the corner on defense, man. So I'm extremely nervous about what San Diego is going to do to us at home, especially after a disappointing loss. Uh, I have a feeling that we're going to see Johnny Manziel sometime in this game. Uh, I think that the, the frustration level with with Josh McCown and his inability to move the offense is going to, to is going to necessitate a change. But the fact that you have these high price and really a lot of talent on that defense and that defense is playing badly, um, that's going to have to go back to the coordinators. And because it's up to the coordinators to put the players in a position to to succeed, and so far they haven't done that. So I'm a little concerned about it. I, I'm I think the line is a uh, six and a half. I'll take the six and a half. The New York Jets travel to Wembley Stadium in London to take on the Miami Dolphins. How do you feel about our NFL teams going over there playing in London? This game comes on at 9:30 in the morning tomorrow morning. And a lot of us don't even forget that this is on tomorrow morning. So how do you feel about games being played over there in London? You know, I, I think that puts the players in a, in a real precarious position uh, because that's a, a 10, 12-hour flight. Um, you have to deal with jet lag, and I can tell you about jet lag. I was stationed in the Army in Germany, and the first couple of weeks I was there, holy cow, that was you know, I, I was messed up for a week before I could even you know acclimate myself. So... Uh, I don't. I don't think the players like it. I think the the very thought that you might want to put an NFL team in London is absolutely ludicrous. But um, if you're trying to make American football is American football, and you can't get the rest of the world to fall into this like basketball or hockey or track and field or whatever. Um, American football is uniquely American, and so I don't think you can sell it to everybody. And uh, you can sell it to some markets, but you're not going to be sell it, be able to sell it to all of them. And, and it, I don't think it's financially viable, and I think it's a, a huge waste of time and, and resources. Just like uh, well, NFL Europe. Yeah, that was a mess. Just like NFL Europe. You My know. thing is, is Manchester United playing games over here in America? Is all the other mega soccer teams over in London coming over here trying to play their games? Nah, man, they ain't doing that, man. We the only uh, sport, well, mega sport, they're always trying to go stretch our game, you know, to somewhere else, man. But nobody want to bring their games here. I mean, uh, and, and to us, football is the biggest sport in the world. To us, the Americans, and, uh, it's kind of like we sacrificed it, uh, our sport just to try to make them happy over there and just to bring what we do over there, and it's kind of like, man, why, why are we sharing that with them, man? Like, they don't play football over there. They don't uh, have any universities who play football, so how would it even be a pipeline for them to, to spread the sport over there in London, you know? So, uh, it's, it's it's kind of disappointing, man, because you don't want your team going over there. Your team getting thrown off uh, for the week and uh, having a bad game, and that could probably decide your season. I mean, so, uh, these dudes have to bring, what, 300 Rolls of uh, three thousand rolls of toilet tissue because they said the toilet tissue over there is like sandpaper. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, it's kind of hard to play with a with a coarse butt. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want to make that cut, man. When you when you, <laughs> when, when, when your butt sore, you dig? 
www.thesportsofficials.com and we hit that uh, other side of the break. Actually, we got a couple minutes left, but I agree with you, Neil. You know, why are we trying to force our sport onto somebody else? I get it that it's all about the dollar. You know, they're just trying to expand the brand. But all this flirtation talk about getting a team over there, as you talked about jet lag, it's not going to be any good. Nobody's going to want to fly over there and then fly back here. It's not, it's not going to happen. And when it's time for them to come over here, whatever team that is, they're pretty much going to have to stay here for like a three-game road swing or something like that or a two-game road swing before they go back home, you know, and then play a couple games home. You know, so that, that the travel factor is what's going to be the problem, first and foremost. Second of all, I don't think everybody buys into American football, but Americans, because this is our sport. This is what we like. This is what we believe in. This is what we look forward to every Sunday every Monday night and occasional Saturday night trying to force it down our throat on Thursdays. But at the same time, this is something that we look forward to. It's taking over baseball as the great American pastime, you know, is what, is what it is. And I just don't agree with trying to play games overseas. How about we just get a team out in L.A. first? You know, yeah, without a doubt. Let, or get a, yeah, let's get a team in Vegas. You know, get a team out there first. Let's, you know, let's do that first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do that first, and before we start playing these games over over cross seas, and same thing with basketball, though. You know, I understand basketball has grown outside of the U.S. I get that, but playing these games in Rio de Janeiro and going down to Mexico City, and and I'm, you know, they got Olympic teams for that. You know, they can they can do that when it comes to the FIBA championship games and whatnot. Playing regular season games down there and stuff like that. Oh uh, yeah, that's a, that's a that's a huge waste. Yeah, that that's that's a waste of time. That is a waste of time and a waste of resources. Eight zero five eight five six two eight five six. The telephone number. Other side of break. We'll do some pickles. I know you got some pickles. I know you ready to do some of those. I got a few. And uh, Nilly Neil, we'll do some pickles. You know, and let's see how we'll fare. You know, let's pick a couple games and we'll come back next week and see what we do. So I'm staying with the soundtrack uh, to my oldest uh, Trey today's his birthday and. It's another one of these songs, man, that he used to love to sing when he was a baby in the back of the car. And for why, I have no idea. But stay on the field with your boys, man. The sports officials, the sportsofficials.com. Americans don't watch cricket.
game I go. They can say me out the hood, but I'ma keep it hood for get like you, no. get like me. Me, easy, do we don't rock white teeth. Classy Capri, but nicks on the feed. Count with Bay the Nate, ten pair every week. With Menage three, the girl suck me to sleep. Z O E climax to the P. I see you now, you see me, you'll see I see you fucking with me. I'm hood, I keep the perk by the pound. The trunk stays funky, y'all know we run the town. Hood, and I keep a bad bitch around. Thick bitch, long hair, yellow, white, red, brown. Hood, and my Chevy sit on 24. Flats look like flapjack. Pancakes, you know. Hood, I'ma play the game how it go. They can see me out the hood, but I'ma keep it hood for. Jacksonville Jaguars 
versus the Indianapolis Colts. You know, if if you want to do that, there's also uh, if you have forty four dollars, you can go down to the Georgia Dome, watch the Houston Texans and the Atlanta Falcons. If you got that, and the most expensive ticket this weekend. $282. What do you think is that? <laughs> Damn. Dallas. Dallas? Big internet. What do you think is that? Turn your mic on. I'm guessing the Giants and Buffalo. That's the marquee matchup this weekend. All right. So, Nilly Neal said Dallas. That's only $84. Dang. Uh, and you said the Giants and Buffalo. That's $95. $282. Sports Authority Field at Mile High. And you can see the Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos. $200. $200. That's the, That's the highest one. $282. I thought it was going to be Seattle on Monday night. Yeah. You know, but that's $183. Bucks. It's the second highest. So, big internet. Let's see what you got, man. All right, on the college side, we'll make it real quick. If you want to make a little money for the bookies, take Texas Tech plus the 17 against Baylor. That game is going to be a lot closer than I think it is. Um, the most interesting game to me this weekend is going to be Florida and Ole Miss. Neil and I were talking about this a few seconds ago. Uh, Vernon Hargraves versus Laquan Treadwell. That is going to be a serious, serious matchup. Uh, I still like Ole Miss minus the six and a half. And give me the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. Ooh. Minus the one and a half against Alabama today. Ooh. How'd you do last week? Three for three. <laughs> you got some papers, put it down on the big internet. If you got some papers, put it on the big internet. Now, you got something you want to do, man, or you just want to just continue on? Oh, no, no. We, we rolling on, man. Uh Next week, I got a special HOF for y'all, man. It's, it's just going to be a Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm prepping for it. I mean, yeah, this one, yeah, it's going to be an epic one. Um, the NBA season is amongst us. As you said, last night there was the uh, preseason game uh, with the Clippers. and Who, who they play? I didn't even see it. Who they play? Oh, uh, it was the Nuggets. Clippers and the Nuggets. You know, and right around the corner, man, it just jumped on us just like that. And as they're saying right now, uh, Tristan Thompson has still not signed with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, he's still holding out for a max contract. I think it was $94, 95 million. Five years, 94. Five years, 94. Is there a chance that he gets that? Not a chance. There, there's no way. There's no way he gets that. Um, you, in order to, you have to be a superstar. You have to be a star. He's not even a starter. On this team. You got to see the something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. And uh, I, I think the three years, 53 was too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ends, man, for a guy who is nowhere near the all-star game or all-star potential. So, uh, I mean, look, I love Tristan. I, mean, I love where we picked him. I love his uh, progression over his last four seasons because he's definitely gotten better every season. Got to give him that. I always say that on this show. But it's not worth – his ceiling is not $90 million. His ceiling is not three years, $53 million. He's just been the four years, 52. <laughs> so that we had – you know, we offered him in the beginning. But, uh, 
Um, shout out to his agent, man. You know, uh, uh, Cam uh, Chancellor could uh, learn from his agent, man. You know, get these dollars. <laughs> Shout out to his agent, man, because he's definitely uh, making it hard for us in training camp without him, man. We're we'll going to try to move forward because we definitely need him. We need him. We need him, but the, here's the thing, though. Are the Cavs still a player? Are the Cavs a finals team without him is the question. Because here's the issue. Um, the Cavs also have to deal with a lot of uh, um, luxury tax money because they got a lot of high-priced contracts on there. So if, you, if you're going to add Tristan Thompson's he wants $19, $20 million a year to that mix, then you're going to really be in salary cap hell, um, even going into the new uh, bargaining agreement. So um, for what you're getting for him, the five-year $80 million, to me, is too much. I wouldn't I wouldn't pay him that, but that's what the Cavs are offering him. And uh, if he thinks that he's going to get better somewhere else, he's kidding himself. Yeah. So um, it's your money. Do what you want to do, but ultimately, ultimately, he's going to go to Toronto or Detroit or Milwaukee and watch his former teammates lift a trophy. Yeah, that's true. Um, my thing is with this dude is, uh, you know, I mean, he has to for a lot of money, but if we don't have him, we have to rely on Verjao and Sasha Khan and uh, Mozgov. To fill that void, and I mean, I don't know if that'll be enough for the finals, man. You know, to to win the title, I mean, get out the East, maybe. You know what I mean? We're talking about people who teams like the Clippers and uh, you know, the champions who lost to last year, Golden State Warriors, who a lot of people sleeping on still. Nobody's talking about them. They're the champions. Everybody talking about everybody else but them. But and the Spurs, of course. So uh, we gotta have that dude on our team, man. This year, you know what I mean? We gotta get him in training camp soon. And we got to get the same role, I mean, but as far as the money, um, it, it's a sticky situation, man. Um, he definitely has leverage, but he's taking it over for it. But uh, his agent is doing a good job, man. You got to give it to him, man. His agent is giving him top dollar. I mean, he's, he's forcing the Cavs, and he's forcing their hand because they know they need him, and they know he's not worth his money, but we can get this out to you because better to meet in them cops. But the thing, the thing is, is that, I, I am absolutely convinced that the Cavs are not going to go above the 580. They're not they're, they're not going to do it. They're not going to pay a dime more than five years, eighty million dollars. And if he doesn't take that, then he'll have to take his chances somewhere else. I think he's going to uh, he's going to sign. What is it? The what is it? the tender. The tender is nine is six point nine million. And he's was, was Thursday. Yeah, he met the best he can't sign a one year offer. So it's just past Thursday. Yeah, so the, the one year deal is off the table now. Oh, that's it. So we have to restru- we have to we have to sign him to an extension or he's uh, an official holdout for the season. So what we're saying is he don't have a contract this year at all. He had he has a contract under his rookie contract, but right. he can't sign or do anything with anybody else without going through us. So okay. if he doesn't sign any of our contracts, he'll be uh, officially uh, uh, a holdout, but it won't cost against our book or against him, if that makes any sense. But, you see, he was a restricted free agent, yes. correct? So, so yeah. And, and, and yeah, well, he could go to somebody else and the Cavs have the chance to match. Yes. Right. Did anybody else offer him any money? No. Did anybody else offer him any money? Not a oh, well, there it is. Now you know. Nobody's offered right. anything, man. 
Right, nobody's gonna offer anything because they knew the Cavs are gonna match. You know, but But he you you would at least thought he'd have got an offer. No, he didn't get no offers at all. You know, and, and the thing the thing is, knowing the Cavaliers are gonna match, nobody offered him the kind of money that he wanted. Nobody offered him ninety four, ninety five million dollars. Nobody offered him that. You know, because nobody thinks he's worth that. Clearly, he thinks he's worth that. You know, but he's not. You know, we've been we've been down this road time and time again. He's a glorified rebounder. You know, he's he's a he's a okay rim protector. You know, he's not that really offensively inclined, if you will. You know, he's he's hell. I've even pointed out that he had to switch hands. You know, when shooting free throws and whatnot, because he couldn't shoot right handed, so he switched to his left hand. You know, and he did that. And, and, and Neil, you're right. He, he does. He, he is getting better every year. But how long has been the year in, in the league now? What three four, years? Four yeah, years? Four seasons. This is this is his up, up, fourth season upcoming. And I think I think he's maxed out. I don't think he's going to get anywhere better than where he's at. You know, he may become a little better defender or whatnot. But I think his offensive game, he's there. I mean, what you see is what you get with him. He's not just going to develop a 15-foot jump shot. He's not going to develop that. He's not going to develop hands all of a sudden, be able to catch the ball. You know, either you got it or you don't. I've never seen nobody's hands get better when they get into the league. Either they can catch or they can't catch. And he's one of those guys that, you know, he's clumsy. You know, he's just he's just clumsy. Now, is he a hustle guy? Yes, he is. He get on the floor. He, he gives you 110%. But is 110% worth $94 million is the key question. And and the, and the answer is no. You know, I don't think so. And the team, like you said, the team that nobody's talking about on other things is the champions, the Golden State Warriors. You know, here we asked about who was going to be there. Neil said the Thunder. You said the Spurs. And I said the Clippers. Not one of us said the Thunder. And they're the champions. You know, why is that? Why, why are we overlooking the Golden State Warriors? Any idea? <laughs> I have no idea why. Uh, you know, and that's, that's a good question because all the teams that we said of the West – we didn't mention Golden State. No, we didn't. Um, uh, Steph Curry says he's improved his game, <clears throat> and and it's hard to improve on the way Steph Curry plays. You know, uh, Draymond Green, uh, Andre Iguodala said he's a hundred percent healthy. He's been he's healthier now than he's ever been, um, and yet we. Be, I think it, it may be because Golden State didn't change. They they stood pat. They didn't add anybody. They didn't subtract anybody. All the teams that we talked about. Added pieces, and so we think that those added pieces will take them up to the level where Golden State is. So uh, that may be the answer to the question. I don't know. Well, they lost David Lee, but, that, but he wasn't really a major factor into the finals. You know, and gave a couple of you know five minutes. But uh, I want you, Pop. Uh, you know, for the most part, the team is the same. Uh, Clay still there. My name is Clay, and uh, they still got uh, uh, Bogut there, man. Uh, you know the. To reputate some rebounds, you know, get a bucket here nine in. Um, my thing is with them, can they consistently keep putting big numbers up like that and scoring like that? Man? Is uh, is Clay Thompson going to go to the next level on the average, you know, twenty five, twenty six a game and be like Steph? Uh, is uh, Draymond going to step up his offensive game because they are they have to do a lot of other things but score last year? Will he be uh, more of an offensive threat this year? And uh, Eagle Dollar. I mean, what are they going to ask Eagle Dollar? The guy's the NBA Finals MVP, man, but he's still coming off the bench. What are they asking him this year? I mean, what would be his new words? It's going to be the same? Are they going to score more points? Or are they going to ask him to take a lesser role and play less defense, more defense, less shots, 
for Draymond and the rest of the, uh, the guys who they paid the money to. And plus, Harrison Barnes, he's a guy who's uh, up for a contract extension next too. So it's kind of hard to say who, uh, what's going on with Golden State, man. But like I say, they're the champions. And they are the uh, easy champions. They, they, they just fast us pretty easily. Um, but you know. And I think they're, they're on the way uh, to another championship season. Did they benefit from the stars aligning last year? Um, looking at the guys they played, the teams they played, uh, I remember them playing. It seemed like everybody they played, the point guard got hurt. And Steph Curry didn't have to work at all on defense. You know, uh, they played the Rockets. That was, who was that guy? Was it Beverly? You know, that got hurt. Uh, did they play the Spurs last? They played the Spurs. Mike Conley. Mike Conley and the Grizzlies. You know, Mike Conley, you know, with the Grizzlies. It, it was one more, too, uh, that they had over there. I can't, I can't remember who the third team was. Uh, and then when they get to the finals, Kyrie oh, goes uh, out. It was uh, Holiday. Holiday. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday for the Pelicans. You know, and then when they get to the finals, Kyrie goes out. You know, so, so Steph Curry didn't have to worry about nothing but shooting a rock through the whole playoffs. He was defending the backup point guard. Backups, exactly. Defending the backups out there, and they're all backups for a reason. You know, so the stars kind of aligned for them last year when it came to the playoffs, you know, which I'm not, you know, trying to create any shade on the Golden State Warriors because they, I mean, you still got to put the ball in the bucket and play defense. You know, they won some tough games and whatnot, you know, but I think they kind of benefited off of injuries. You know, everybody has injuries. Don't get me wrong. You know, but I think they benefited off the point guard having injuries in every. When's the last time you have you ever seen that at all? You know, where the star player of the team, whoever he was matching up against on the other team, was out. Their starter was out. And it was in every single series. And even though Mike Conley played, I think he played one game, maybe two at the most. Kyrie played, I think, one game. One game. He played one game. And he was hampered in that game. And he was hampered in that game. You know, so when has that ever occurred in the NBA? I don't think ever. I can't think of a time. Ever. <laughs> so. It, it, can't, I can't. Uh, remember anything like that happening, but uh, you're right, man. It, it didn't line up for them perfectly, and they took advantage. But uh, the one thing you can't take away from is that they did. I mean, they they won. They did it. And, uh, nobody but our Cavs really pushed them. I mean, they just passed everybody pretty easily. Like, it wasn't. I mean, uh, I think the Rockets won two games. They might have won one or two. But I think we won more games against them. I I still I still assert that if you if the, if the Cavs had had Either Irving or Love, and you didn't have to have both of them. If you had one of them, that would have been a different series. Yeah, yeah, because LeBron played with a bunch of banshees. You know, uh, he played with he made Delva Dover household night. You know, J.R. Smith kind of disappeared. You know, in, in in the finals. You know, but I just think they benefited off the injury bug. You know, and the stars just aligned for them. And, and, you know, nothing wrong with that. It just, to their benefit. And I don't think that happens for them this year. Yeah, well, the ring is just as shiny. <laughs> right. It, 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 it's, it's your ring. 805 856 com. That's the website. You can also catch us on iTunes. Just go on the search box, you know, and just hit the uh, 
sports officials in the search box and we'll pop up and you can't catch us, man. Check the uh check the uh what's it called now? The iCast, the podcast. podcast yeah. The podcast. iTunes podcast. Yeah, do that do that right there. Yeah, just type in sports officials. Do that right there. Atlanta the Atlanta Hawks, man. Atlanta Hawks had lost uh Carroll. You know, he's gone up to Toronto. Do you think there's a repeat? Is there a chance of a repeat to what they did last year? I think that the the Hawks got bigger. You know, they added some some bigger pieces. Um I think that in a way they're going to miss Mike Scott. Uh, you know, Mike Scott's going to be doing some time, <laughs> but um, you get you get Cephalosha back, You're right? And you get a hopefully you get a, a healthy Kyle Korver back, and um, and another year in the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that the Hawks will be okay. I don't th- will they win sixty two games? Probably not. Right. But uh, they will definitely, definitely be a factor in the what in the East because they went undefeated, if I'm not mistaken, in the month of January. Like yeah, uh, nineteen and zero. You know that's that's now that's NBA record. You know, Neil, how you feel about the Hawks, man? You 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 think they got a a shot of even competing? You know, in the East for the title. You know, because well, we'll talk about Derrick Rose and the Bulls in a second. But you know, everybody's pretty much getting better. You know, and do they take a step back and losing those couple of guys, or do you think it'll still be status quo with those guys? They'll definitely compete, but they are not the same team without Carol. Uh, he guarded the best player on each team. Uh, every night as far as the perimeter-wise. And uh, he didn't uh, stop the best player, but he helped neutralize it defensively because they had the defensive system over there uh, as far as their rotation and, uh, and uh, help side. And, you know, it was a beautiful thing for them defensively. I mean, now, he's gone, and they don't have that guy who can uh, harass uh, a two-guard, a point-guard, or a three-man uh, who's offensively gifted. Now, Fast forward, they got uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. So from the trade, and uh, they got uh, Tiago Splitter from the Spurs. Now they they got bigger and they got better offensively, but defensively they got weaker. I don't think they're going to be the same team defensively. And uh, you know the size is in there in the middle, but on the perimeter, the defensive uh, 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 caliber that they are. With Corver trying to guard somebody on the perimeter at this point in his career is going to be detrimental to them in the playoffs. So they'll get far, but not far enough. What about the Indiana Pacers? Uh, Paul George is back. He's fully healthy. Now, they did ship off uh, Roy Hibbert to the Lakers. You know, but do you think the Pacers got a chance to make a run in the East, or do you think they're kind of middle of the pack team? They absolutely. They, they'll barely make the playoffs. Only reason I say that is because the dynamic of the team has changed. They're they're trying to move Paul George to the fourth and start him at the power forward, which he's not happy about. But uh, that's going to be a problem for him, man, because uh, you look at the Cavs. Our starting four man is Kevin Love. Uh, the Hawks starting four man is uh, uh, was it uh, Horford? Al Horford, man. Mm-hmm. You see Paul George trying to guard Al Horford? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can go on and on and on. Uh, the Spurs are going to start. Uh, Lamarcus at the four. You know, you know uh, uh, Blake Griffin is the starting four man for uh, the Clippers. I can go to uh, Zach Randolph is the starting four man for Memphis. Uh, on and on and on. Paul Gasol is the starting four man. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have Paul George guarding these guys. You know it's going to be the other way around. Right. Paul George. Right. But it's a matchup nightmare as far as defensive offense or rebounding. Uh, uh, trying to guard a guy who's the whole game is back to the basket. I mean, somebody like like uh, Paul Gasol or somebody like uh, Al Horford. 
uh, it's gonna be some problems defensively. I mean, you'll stretch the floor out and be able to uh, cause some uh, matches offensively, but defensively, man, you're gonna have mega problems. Let me ask you a question, Big Intellect. Who is the big three team wise when it comes to the Eastern Conference? Cleveland, Atlanta, and Chicago. Do you think the Miami Heat has a chance to even crack that top three? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, they'll they'll fall in behind Washington. They'll fall in behind probably Toronto. They'll make the playoffs. Um, they'll be down there around uh, Indiana and Milwaukee. Um, the the uncertainty about Dwayne Wade's health. How many games is he going to play? Uh, Chris Bosch has been gone for a year, so you don't know what you're going to get with him. Hopefully he's healthy, and uh, thank God that he's uh, able to overcome those lung blood clots, but you don't know. So I don't think, I don't think Miami tops that, that, top, that top half of the playoff teams. Neil and Neil? I think they can if they're healthy. Like, like Pop said, if they're not healthy, then exactly what Pop said they're going to be. going be a middle of the pack, maybe make the playoffs. But if they get Dwayne Wade back, which is a big if, they get Chris Bosh back, the Chris Bosh, not, you know, the broke down. You're a Hall of Fame Chris Bosh. The Hall of Fame Chris Bosh. <laughs> First battle Hall of Fame Chris Bosh. And if they get uh, uh, anything out of Hassan Whiteside, what he did last year, I absolutely think they can be in the top three in the East. They got a deep bench. They got a starter Meyer down there to get him some minutes off the bench. They got the youngster that they drafted out of Duke, Justice Winslow, to get him some minutes off the bench. Uh, uh, Chalmers is still over there coming off the bench behind Gore and Dragic. And, uh, and uh, they got Lou Dean starting the three steal. You know? That's a pretty formidable team, man. They got a lot of offensive firepower, man, with some defensive capabilities. But the thing is, like Pop said, man, can they get Dwayne healthy for 82 games? Hell, even 70 games. Yeah, you only need him for 70. Yeah, only 70 games. He's right, Pop. Same thing with uh, Chris Byers. They get 70 healthy Chris Byers first battle Hall of Fame games. If they can, absolutely they could be a top three team. Mike T, we tried to get uh, Big Al on the show, man. We sent the kite for him. He's not answering. So we've got a couple minutes left, and hopefully – He'll pop up in the queue, man, so you'll be able to talk to him. Come on, Big Al. He's like the dishes, but don't like to take it. <laughs> hey, man, there's a reason the Ravens uh, traded for receiving depth. You know, they traded for uh, Chris Givens from the Rams. Uh, they put Michael uh, Campanero, you know, on IR. And according to Chick Hernandez, that's a name for you right there, Chick. Chick Hernandez of CSN Mid-Atlantic. Steve Smith has four broken bones in his back, and the team is going to consider him day-to-day for for the moment. Here's my question. Steve Smith is a tough guy. Four broken bones in your back. How do you even consider yourself being day-to-day? You got four broken bones in your back. I mean, not your ribs, but your I'm feeling my back, man. I'm, I'm trying to see. Right now you know what I mean? Four broken bones in his back. I have a hard time uh, recovering from a bad mattress. I can't imagine four broken bones. Man. And he went hit away from uh, you know, walking with a cane for the rest of his life. But uh, uh, I hope he gets healthy, man. 
Oh, uh, for one reason, one reason only, he's on the Panthers team. <laughs> and he was having a great season. <laughs> Before the broken bones situation, man. That's that Thursday night football, Nick. You always saying, man. You know, Thursday night, man. I bet you it happened there, man. Oh, man, I wish to do his best, man, because uh, uh, he might be the ancient world. Gee, Kennedy. <laughs> hey, man, uh, speaking of uh, the Thursday night game, Snoop Dogg took to Instagram and had something to say about John Scobie. He said, get the F out of here, John Scobie. We need to get rid of that sorry MFR. He's sorry as F. <laughs> he was sorry in Jacksonville. He's sorry with us. Get his ass out of here. Bye, bitch. Bye. <laughs> sorry, MF, for you. <laughs> Did he just lay into the kicker? I mean, come on, man. The kicker. The easy kicker, but think about this. Had he made one of those two field goals that he missed, Pittsburgh wins the game and, every, and, and all the Pittsburgh Steelers nation is happy. He missed two field goals. You, you you don't ask a kicker to do anything but kick the ball through the uprights. That's all he does. That's all he does. And if he has to tackle somebody at the at the bad end of a of a return, and that's on everybody else. But your job is to kick the ball through the uprights. Forty two yards is is, is um, mid range for an NFL kicker. You know, forty nine yards is like right outside the edge of mid range for an NFL What's kicker. Point now? 33 yards. 33. <laughs> so so um, the fact that you are unable to to kick a 42-yard field goal and then a 49-yard field goal um, that cost you the game, mm-hmm. um, he, he has to expect to take some abuse for that. Irving Fryer, the first overall pick in the 1984 NFL draft, went on to be a five-time pro bowler for the Patriots, Dolphins, and Eagles. He's going to jail. I read that. As a matter of fact, he's on my list of did I do that. But. <laughs> he and his mother, uh, they were convicted of conspiracy and theft by deception for fraudulent using the same property while applying for multiple mortgages. His mother got three years probation. Thank God for her. You know, but uh, the great Evan Fry, I didn't even know he played for the Dolphins and the Eagles. Yeah, you know, I remember him just straight for the Patriots. You know, I think it was number eighty-five. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so Irving Fryer, man, is one of the guys going up the road, man, and I hate to see that. Uh, you know, one of the things that that really bothers me about this this the thing with Irving Fryer is he called himself so-called being a pastor of a church that he founded, no. and now he's committing felonies. No. That says what? Thou shall not. <laughs> Thou shall not steal. <laughs> Von Miller fined eleven thousand five hundred and sixty-seven dollars for celebratory pelvic thrust. <laughs> you know, if you're an NFL player, if you're, for that matter, if you're a grown ass man, you have to find some other way to to celebrate. I saw it. You have to find some other way to celebrate that other than that. Come on, let's, let's you know you're, you. This is not Magic Mike. You know you you're not on the pole. Stop doing some crazy stuff like that. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I watched that man, and he did it a couple times. And the first time I seen him do it, I looked at him I was like, what? what the hell is wrong with him? 
And then it again, I was just like, well, hell, that's a celebratory. That's a celebratory dance. You know, whatever happened to the pull out the guns and the bang bang or, you know, ah, oh, man, I just don't know. To, to, to put your hands behind your head and, <laughs> and do the pelvic thrust. You know, maybe, 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 maybe he's uh, practicing for his career after, best, after football. Or maybe he's telling his old lady to get ready. I'm on my way. You know, so little tidbits, man. We got uh, hey, we got about three minutes left on the show. Time flies when you're having fun. Lily Neal, wrap it up for us, man. Oh, big game today, man. Oklahoma, Virginia, Alabama, Georgia. A lot of people are anticipating that around town here, especially here in Atlanta. It's a big deal here in Atlanta. Um. A lot of games tomorrow, man. Uh, NFL is going to be a big day, man. Uh, like, uh, tomorrow is the fourth week, so it's kind of like the, like the one-fourth of the NFL will be uh, completed tomorrow. It'll tell a lot of stories for a lot of teams. Um, my thing is, uh, there's a lot of hurt quarterbacks out there this year, man. Big Ben, Drew Brees, Romo, Romo, a lot of luck. Ain't nothing wrong with him. <laughs> He's just sorry. He's just sorry. He's just sorry. It's bad when your brother outdo you, man. You know, both of them started on Sunday, and his brother was like 18 or 20 or something like that, man. Both of them off still, though. We gotta get some of these technical difficulties together too. Because there's no way these microphones are going on. Big internet. One of the things that I'm noticing right now is that uh, over the past couple of weeks, the bookies have been dropping the lines on a lot of these games. Like these games that would have been blow, you know, big time blowouts. Uh, Ohio State and Indiana is just 22, point, 22 and a half. Hmm. You know, there have been a time where Ohio State and Indiana was a 40 point, you know, 42 point point game. Uh, the gap between the smaller schools or the or what you might call the lesser schools gets smaller and smaller. Uh, Texas Tech uh, winning last week, uh, Oregon getting blown out last week. Uh, so the, the the money lines in in Vegas or wherever these places and uh, all these offshore betting places, the money lines are, are getting a little blurred right now. You know. Some of these teams are, are going to be covering a lot of points. Mm-hmm. You're right, and lack of offense too. And these guys are producing like they know they do. You know, don't know. But great show as usual. Appreciate everybody listening today. Got a new call in there, a new listener. So we look forward to talking to him too, man. Next Saturday, we'll see, man. First thing in the morning. Let's go keep it safe. Better you than me. Break yourself, fool.
So uh, they 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 coming back from the Girl Scout. What you want to do? 